Welcome to Feminized. It's time for a show that turns the spotlight on the powerful women shaping cannabis culture. The cannabis industry is on fire and women are sparking it up. If you like the show, please subscribe. You can also subscribe to the Feminized podcast with Liz Grow on YouTube and Instagram. The future is feminized. Guys, I'm so excited to introduce you to my next guest, Miss Kim B, New York Cannabis Ambassador, CMO of Tribe Tokes and Tribe Beauty, and co-founder of the new women-owned New York cannabis brand, The Conscious Cannabis Project. Kim's also a fierce advocate for cannabis in New York City, and she's helping to pave the path from legacy to legal. Guys, without further ado, I give to you Miss Kim B. Hey, sis. You're now listening to the Feminized Podcast. Kim, thank you for finally joining me here. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my sister. I mean, this is the first of many, many conversations that we're going to have via this um, e-platform. Okay. Because honestly, I feel like, you know, every time we talk, I want other people to listen in and tap into just the knowledge that's being shared, your experiences in New York cannabis and your experiences as a, you know, an entrepreneur with a, you know, beautiful topical brand, um, skincare brand. So I just, you know, this is really my way of, of letting other women and men into, into that knowledge. So, so thanks again for agreeing to do this. Yes. I'm always here for you. You know, let's dive right in, baby. You are, um, Miss Kim B, CMO at Tribe Tokes, brand ambassador of many brands. And I would say brand ambassador of cannabis, of New York cannabis. Okay. So how's it going in New York right now? New York is wild. It's, um, it's wild and amazing all in the same. And last night, you know, I was out in the community at an event and there are so many amazing people doing amazing shit here, Mm -hmm. um, on our home turf in New York city. So it feels like really, really good to be here. And, you know, we fought so long and hard. There has been so much, you know, disparage in our communities, the war on drugs. And so it feels really good that, you know, we're moving into a different realm. But I want to tell you, Liz, we still have a lot of work to do. Mm, Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, because I know, you know, New York, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) coffee went down the wrong hole. Oh boy. I think that means I need a dab. Yeah. Um, honestly, <coughs> excuse me. Um, my point is, I know, oh my God, yes. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did bring the Gandalf pipe. I love you. <laughs> You're amazing. Um, anyway, what I was saying is, I know that New York held out. You guys fought really, really hard to get it right and to pass a bill that would you know, not only serve New Yorkers by getting, you know, the product and the medicine out to the consumer quickly, but also, you know, serving those uh, populations that have really been um, hurt by the war on drugs, you know, social equity played a major, major role. And, and, you know, the final, I think, bill that was passed was the one that New Yorkers wanted. So talk to us about where you are now and what still needs to be done. Well, the MRTA was a really fine um, example of what is to come here in New York. So, you know, with that being said, our legislators understand that there has been a lot of trauma 
mm-hmm. and that it's not we can't fix what we did then mm-hmm. we just have to help reinvest in what is here now mm-hmm. and there are a lot of communities um specifically uptown new york where um you know uptown the bronx washington heights you know where the incarcerations it was like 94% of the people incarcerated for cannabis in 2020 were black and um, Hispanic. And yeah. so it just shows that, you know, even though it has a, a fine piece of legislation is out there, um, where is the action and when is that happening? So we right. have to stay cognizant of what our legislators are planning and where the money is going. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, different things that um, moving parts that we have to kind of hash out. And as we move into the first round of public comments, so the MRTA came out Mm -hmm. and now they're coming out with a more organized form. Okay. And tell me what MRTA, what's that acronym stand for? So the MRTA, um, the Marijuana Reform I'm so bad. It's the reform bill to for legalization of cannabis. And um, so that bill came out as a draft and they've making some changes to it. And now they'll come out with another draft that will have public comment, mm. allowing for our communities and our municipalities to, to have their say about what they want and don't want and think is good and is not good. Mm. Then they'll redraft it and come out with another round of public comment. So this is, you know, six months, they said, of open public comment, which is great. gives us Mm. the opportunity to really make sure that the I's and the T's that have been dotted and crossed are the right ones. Yes. You know how legislators like to sneak in that fucking bullshit on the last minute and be like, oh, yeah, we thought this was good. No. Mm, Leave those doors open. They want to leave doors open for control to grasp for that, grasp for that at later dates. You know, that's exactly what we're seeing in California right now. You know, Prop 64, and it's too, too vague, gave, gave the uh, government too much control. So, so good, 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 good. So you are yeah. really right now, your current status is watchdog, right? We're Just keeping an eye on it, good. you know, and, and waiting for the first round to come out. And that's what we pounce. Yeah. Um, yes. And we, um, the bad bitches come out to fucking play. Thank you. And Thank the you. first round comes out and, you know, we'll be there advocating for our community as well as for our businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the people that are going for licenses, look, uh, they're a on opposite ends of the spectrum. We have, you know, big corporations Mm -hmm. and we have the little guys coming in. So it's just creating this balance of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, New York has always been the melting pot, right? If you could make it here, you can make it anywhere. Yeah. People coming from out of town and making it when our own community is suffering. So reinvestment and the, localized um, organization of bringing in talent is crucial. 
And yes. so it just feels really good to know that we have some say. Now, it is the wild, wild west here. Mm-hmm. Everybody and their grandmother, and I mean that, is selling weed. <laughs> walk down you. the streets. There's trucks and stands and stores. And every bodega on every corner, not everyone, I'm, I'm being loose-lipped, but it feels like that. You can buy carts, pre-rolls, you know, and the, <sighs> they're no, there's no problem with the bodega guys being like, oh, you want the vape? You want the cartridge? <laughs> like, they're out there. Um, and it's exciting I to see that. such, um, you know, like, oh, n- non-resistance of cannabis, but yeah. also, you know, at, to a point, we're going to have to regulate it at some point. And it's important that we understand that the legacy market is the fucking market. We are the market. That's it. And it wouldn't be a market. And just and bash us down. No, 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 no. It's going to look a little different. So there's been some cease and desist. The OCM, the Office of uh, Cannabis Management, um, uh, you know, they're really like, trying to do the right thing but uh-huh. it's new yeah no and and up until you know very recently 94 percent of our black and brown community was incarcerated for cannabis right. so it's a, a, you know it, there's a lot to look at and there's a mm-hmm. lot of perspectives but what's important is preservation of legacy mm-hmm. and our culture yeah and also preserving the rights of that culture where the roots started. And, you know, like Mm. I'm going to say in the low, um, lower income communities, that is where the culture rose up from. Right. And those are the communities that deserve the most reinvestment. And I'm fucking here for it. Mm, I love that. You know, I heard the, God, I heard the most powerful thing at the um, revelry mixer in New York a couple months ago that you so generously invited Patrick and I to crash. Um, and one of the growers, one of the legacy growers from Washington Heights said, you know, all we want is to make sure that the politicians um, hear those who have been hurt first. So he said, we want to make sure that those who have been hurt first are heard first. And I thought, wow, oh, I mean, just completely, uh, really beautiful way of saying that we should be first in line. We, we, this industry is because of us. It's built, built on our backs, you know, so I, I feel that and I felt that there and I, and I love that you are such a deep part of it, Kim, because, you know, you do, you know, you have tribe tokes. Um, you're a professional businesswoman. You uh, work with institutional investors. You know all, all the whole nine yards, um, but you still remain that you know just very very close to the streets and to the you know legacy operators. Um, you know because that's where you came from. You know it's like you don't forget your roots. No, and I will never. I know that what my privilege looks like, mm. and I am. committed to using my voice to help those who have been wrongfully disparaged by not just the war on drugs, the war on our culture. 
Mm. And so, um, and mm. the exciting part is, is I'm doing the damn thing, Liz. I'm going for it. Deja and I um, have formed a new corporation <gasps> called the Conscious Cannabis Project. And we are, uh, we have another partner. Her name is Chloe. She's indigenous Hawaiian. And she mm. actually is one of our partners at Tribe Tope. She does our formulations. She's a mod. Her superpower power is modern day medicine woman. Ooh. She is our formulator and our healer. And I um, also, of course, you know, Deja, who is a powerhouse, who is basically a startup junkie, who loves weed and loves to launch brands and do startups. And, you know, she has her CFA. So she has a really strong financial background. And between us, she got like Harvard or something. Sorry. She went to EA. Nice. Yeah. So, and, and, this is a woman who did not have any of it handed to her. Right. She did this on her own with scholarships and loans and all the things. So Deja, I, I consider her a self-made badass. Mm-hmm. Um, her dad is a commercial lobsterman in Gloucester. And her mom is animal control in a little town called Nahant right outside of Boston. And she comes from humble beginnings and... Her and I, you know, both come from humble beginnings, as well as our third partner, Chloe, um, who, you know, grew up in Hawaii and as an indigenous Hawaii has, you know, had Uh, to go through severe adversity, adversity. And us three together um, have formed this woman led uh, platform where we are excited to go for a processing license, di- processing and distribution license here in New York. Yes. We are ready to have an all women's team and make the brands and bring quality products to our communities. We deserve in New yes. York to have the best weed. We smoke more weed than anybody else. And guess what? Any given day, maybe this is some pre-COVID numbers, there's 20 to 40 million people a day in Manhattan. There is a market share here like no other. There's opportunities for everyone. We are bringing Bigger than Texas. Bigger yes. than Texas. I'm telling you, uh, the concentration. Right. Yeah, as far as the concentration, New York is the most concentrated out of any city. And we're super excited to, to get our hands dirty and do an all-women's team um, and make some of the best fucking products that New York uh, has ever seen. I love that. We have an amazing hire um, and partner, Crystal Hoffman from Portland. She's going to contingent on us getting our license. It's going to, you know, move out here and do the damn thing with us. Yes. And um, she has been in manufacturing and brands for 10 plus years. And us four women together are ready to do good and and really be the, uh, the modern day lady Robin Hoods and come in and really offer quality products at affordable prices and reinvest in our communities and our people. Oh, I love that so much. I love it so much. It doesn't surprise me one bit. It really felt like a natural progression um, for you, you know, as the market opens up um, and as there are so many new consumers every day who have so many questions and just the fact that, you know, you'd name your new company, the Conscious Cannabis Project, you know, that leading with that you know, intentionality is um, something that I think will make a lot of newbies feel safe, you know, really. We're here to, to heal. And yes. although it's adult use, 
I think a lot of people really understand the medicinal side of herbal remedies and we are here for it. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. So speaking of herbal remedies, how's Tribe Tokes going? What's new? What are the, you know, the products that you can't keep on the shelves? Oh, okay. I'm so stuff. excited. So, um, you know, Tribe Tokes is Deja and I's baby. Like yeah. we literally um, have been doing the damn thing for about five years and, you know, it feels really good. Um, our formulator, Chloe, who's also a partner in both of our businesses, um, we had, you know, the, the opportunity to really spend time looking at markets and what we think quality is in CBD and Delta 8. But now, um, as we really grow direct to consumer, Mm-hmm. Um, we have an online business that does really, really well. We do, we have um, created, you know, a community, a tribe of amazing people who expect quality. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided to go ahead and go for the THC, baby, because everybody yes. wants to get high. So we're getting ready to launch Tribe Tokes in a few different adult use markets, including oh. Deja's home state of Massachusetts. <gasps> um Oh, it's just in Massachusetts, but an awesome market. Oh, my God. We're so excited. And guess what? We're not stopping there. No. We're going in Cali, too. Yes. West Coast, baby. We are ready because we know that once we obtain our manufacturing license here in New York, that, of course, Tribe Tokes is going to be one of the number one brands, woman-owned and operated. Yes. Um, So we'll be in, you know, three amazing markets that we have so much respect for. You know, Chloe is in California for, you know, the past 10 years. So she's really, you know, that that OC girl um, Mm -hmm. down at Laguna Beach. Deja is from Massachusetts and I'm from New York. It's all of our hometowns. We're getting ready to launch, um, you know, vapes and other um, edibles in these markets. And (sighs) we're just so excited to watch the growth of Tribe Tokes because we really believe in the quality of the product. So it feels really good. And then on the direct consumer side and our wholesale side, Expect the same quality um, with more strains. Our uh, modern medicine woman, Chloe, is really um, helping us launch strains. So we're coming up with fucking sick terpene profiles that really help people and have purpose. We're not here making up, you know, candy cane flavored uh, starburst, you know, trash. We are coming up with real strains using real terpenes and creating this entourage effect for uh, easy access to the states that don't have access. And we know that, you know, look at Texas, you know, it's a huge hemp state. We witnessed this in the past two years of the hemp, uh, the Taste of Texas Hemp Cup. So, you know, there is room for growth in CBD, Delta-8, CBG, all the other amazing cannabinoids, and Tribe Tokes is right on the pulse of that. So watch us continue to launch amazing products and give, you know, all of the um, communities in, you know, states like Texas, where they just don't have great access, quality products that work. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because you can make whatever law you want to make, uh, Mr. Politician and Mrs. Legislature. 
But the fact is, you're not going to keep us from this plant. And, you know, there are ways people are, are, you know, deriving THC from hemp, kind of reclaiming the THC from hemp even. And they're putting that back into products now. Like, there's no reason. It, it, it's ridiculous now. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like, the there people have spoken. And the back of the Taste of Texas Hemp Comp, they had a big, long, and they won an award. They mm. won two awards, and they had the concentrate edibles, the gummies. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That brand, those those gummies. They do you do you know the CBD name? drops of life? CBD drops you, of life. Those look, those little edibles hit. They hit, <laughs> and I was like, I am literally so impressed. And this is the innovators that we have out there coming yes. in from like. You know, the Our farmers. Yes. I love it. Right? I love it. God, Kim, can I just tell you how, I, I mean, we smile about this memory on a regular basis. You walking up on stage, you know, to give an award at the Taste of Texas Hub Cup, came all the way from New York to Texas to give us hope and to give us to, to remind us that we are not forgotten, okay? That you just came through this fight in New York and you are still fighting and people have not forgotten about what's going on in Texas and how backwards this shit is and now we need to turn this shit around. I mean, you you were incredible. Like, oh, you just lit the room on fire and I'm just so grateful for, for that, you know? Um, it, it opens people's eyes, you know? It really does. Really does. I learned a lot um, from coming to you in Austin. And not only did I learn a lot, but I met some wonderful people. And I can tell you, my heart belongs to Meanie Nini. She has been following me and I wasn't following her. I wasn't sure who she was. You know, I I just didn't know. But when I was there in the beginning of the hemp cup, you know, I, I knew a few people and I was very thankful, but she shouted me out from across the way. And I was so just, I was like, this is the joy of my life. That someone in Texas, I've never even been to Austin. You know, I've wanted to come for so long, recognize me and call me out and then ask for a picture. That woman is a saint. She's my hero. And I, if anything came out of, of, of the hemp cup, meeting her really has impacted me in a positive way. But there was so beautiful. That I met that were just wonderful, and um, you have fans life. in Texas. You, ha- I told yeah. you, I'm like, you've got to come to They're Texas. All amazing. And Remind me-, me of Gary's wife, Get Erica. Erica. Oh my gosh, she Wait, is we're- a queen. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about Jake Gary and Erica Gary of CBD Drops of Life and Texas Fresh Grown. Um, you know, big time winners as well. Yes, indoor and people's choice. So, I mean, listen, winning people's choice yeah. is that is. I don't care what anyone says. That's no, the that's money it. right there. Because that's it. we that's all cried, <laughs> like because it's the people. You know what? Take away all the lab reports. We know what we what we know. The nose knows. You know. So, yeah, yeah, Erica. Thank you. I, I loved all of the people. And then meeting um, Lady J's and the new constellation, um, just yeah. the talent, talent and, and, and raw 
talent of, of these women. And it just was really such a wonderful experience for me. I'm bummed that I'm not going to get there for South by Southwest. My favorite dudes, the happy monkeys are going to be speaking and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really amazing to see. And I definitely um, am going to try to get in as a panelist for 2023. Yes. Um, So I think I'll have a lot more to say then. So definitely. um, But I am so down to come back to Austin. I had such a lovely time there and meeting Erin literally is like whenever you meet a new home girl and you're like, I'm going to be friends with this girl for the rest of my life. I know. It is such thank you. Thank you and Patrick so much for, you know, not just introducing me to, you know, Erin and Meanie Meanie, but also to the community of, of Texas that deserves to have access. Thank you. Say it a little louder for those in the back of the state in the heart of Texas. We deserve it. Yes, yes, yes. And um, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. It's this cannabis, um, the plant brings us together in ways that you would never expect. And it transcends boundaries. It transcends gender. It transcends race. Um, You know, so, so much of this, this fight is, it wears us down because it's fake. It's not real or it's evil. You know, it's like, what are we talking about here again? Really quickly. You know, when we recently visited with, uh, for a minute with our Lieutenant governor, he says, you know, Texans aren't ready for cannabis. Texans just aren't ready. Um, one of his points is our law enforcement's not ready, not ready for what? Not, um, not arresting people. But they're ready to whip people coming over the border and treat them like we are in the 1800s or worse. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, not okay. So, and, yeah. It's- they're ready to hurt people. You know what? Texas is a wonderful state filled with, with nostalgia and history. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that the, the top level legislators are missing that they're not leading with is love. Ugh. Yes, it's just not there. It's just not there. You know, it's it's become too much about the swagger and too much about the control and the power and the GDP number nine in the world. You know, like, let's love our people and let's let's um, be Texas and be Texans, you know, and, and be known for what we're known for being fucking party crashers and having fun and being leaders and not being afraid to speak up, you know, um, you know, we've done a lot of good things. So we're just, that's why we're, you know, here behind enemy lines doing what we do. Um, but okay. So kid, I have to tell you, every one of my guests has to answer three questions. It's like a little initiation. It's a feminized podcast initiation. All right. It's sisterhood, if you will. I'm intrigued. Yes. So um, I've got to ask you those questions now. Feel free to smoke on and off if you need to really mull it over. But the first question is this. Tell me what, who is in your dream smoke circle, dead or alive, three people? I mean, it's really hard to pick people. Um, that I love to smoke with. Uh-huh. Um, I, I probably, so both of my parents were consumers of cannabis. Um, and I would love to have the opportunity. I'm not going to cry, um, to smoke a, a joint with my mom and dad. 
um, inspired me to be here. And I really don't talk about it a lot because of this, but um, I would pick them over anyone to have a moment to show them, you know, how much they... I'm sorry. Do not <laughs> apologize. me and allowed me to be in this space. Um, it, it was people alive. It would be my brothers and sisters. There's four of them. I'm not going to say out loud whether I smoke with them or not, but um, my family supports me wholeheartedly. <sighs> um, so it just, that really um, would be like, those, those are the places that I really want to be. I love my family. Um, they have supported and and pushed and, and helped me along when yes. I thought that I was alone so many times in life. I turn around and see a bunch of uh, little mini me's <laughs> behind me, and I know that I'm not alone. So right. um, it would be mom and dad, um, and then the the siblings that are here and for it. So, oh, I love that. That's a great answer. Beautiful. Um, okay, question number two. Um, what other women are killing it right now in the cannabis game? Who's inspiring yeah. you? So there, it's like there's too many to name. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, the Canna Sisterhood that I have cultivated throughout the country really means something to me. Of course, I love all of my business partners. My lawyer, Lauren Rudick, is with Hiller PC, and she is mm. getting applications um, everywhere and, and getting, you know, people like me um, minorities and, and women, uh, licenses. So she's crushing it. Of course, my application writer, Liz Blaze, uh, you, you know, Liz Blaze, um, and she's amazing and she's blazing it in New York city. And I'm so proud to be by her side. Um, you know, Lulu Sui with, um, uh, on the Rebel just through an event last night that was a star-studded event. And I think that she is probably one of my favorite people, Shalise Rogers, mm. um, who is the executive director of New York City Normal, uh, really pushing the movement and uh, doing it, uh, like I said before, she leads with love and that's mm. a missing piece. Um, of course, you know, there is Tremaine Wright, who is the head of the OCM here in New York. And yes. I can tell you, I wouldn't want her job. Not easy. Uh, very, very difficult to understand how you bridge the gap between going in a market that was not legal into being a legitimate business. And, and, and being able to bridge that gap, it's very, yeah. very difficult. I would love to just say that it would be one woman, but I am a sister and friend to all women. Yes. And, uh, you know, I just, I, there's too many to name, but any woman out there putting in the work, facing adversity and pushing through it, I can tell you a few of my favorite influencers. I love the Cannabis Cutie. Tammy, mm, yes. uh, Joy Beckerman. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't have to tell you. Joy Beckerman is literally everything. Um, everything. And, you know, they're uh, uh, Solange 
from Humble Bloom and Danielle. They mm. are here in New York doing really amazing work and, and have huge fans of theirs. Yeah, I've, I've been like a big fan like online for a long time. Yeah, they're theirs. just really crushing the game. And I know I'm missing people, but I I really Evelyn from the New York Cannabis Times yes. effortlessly and consistently shows up for the community and post real. She's not a tabloid like she's posting real news yeah. for our New York City people to see. And and I love it. Um, yeah. Jamie Pearson from Bang Edibles. Yo, uh-huh. the game. And, and 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 these are the women that are pushing the movement and yes. and making the moving parts go yes yes oh god i love it i love just the the list as long as a cbs receipt girl there are too many women in the damn game to talk to which is um what makes my you know i think my job so much fun um to just mine through this amazing wisdom you know i i got a vision of a totem pole when you were talking about the sisterhood, you know, and it's funny because, you know, Joy Beckerman, our, you know, mother essentially is, you know, from in the Pacific Northwest now, but she's a New Yorker. Um, you know, I, I'm really excited to, um, I don't know, continue to have these conversations and just see what comes of these conversations, right? And the interconnectivity of the women that, you know, we get to talk to. Um, okay, so third question. Third question. What advice do you have for 13-year-old Kim B? Never give up. And it's just that's so simple, but don't listen to the people that tell you you can't. They are wrong. You are right. Mm-hmm. listen to yourself and do not give up even when it is dark and there seems like there is no way out you will find a way and I love you know the MLK quote and I know it's like so cliche but like you don't need to see the whole scare- staircase you just need to take the first step mm-hmm. and I am scared every day, literally. (laughs) I am scared of all the things, but every single day I think about all of the things that my parents sacrificed for me to have the things that I have and, you know, the drive that I have. And I really do it for, you know, my family. We come from humble beginnings and, you know, I, I really want to show up um, in a way that is authentic and, and truthful. And it's not easy out there. It's not, but just don't give up and don't let anybody tell you that you have to. Oh, I love that. Beautiful, beautiful. Don't message. smoke weed until you're 21. <laughs> the law. <Me> too. <laughs> don't be stupid. Um, yeah, no, that is incredible, incredible advice. Okay. So how do people find you? And tell me everything that you're doing for like the next two months, okay? Because we didn't even get into talking about 420. So that's maybe going to have to be a bonus episode of Feminized Podcast on location. So, oh, yes, I love it. Well, um, you can find me in um, Staten Island, New York City. I am born and raised in New York and um, will probably, you know, be here for the rest of my existence. 
you can find me on Instagram easily. Hi, H-I-G-H. It's Kim B. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn and I love to connect there. And I always find it very helpful to tell people that all of my information is in my IG profile, including my cell phone number. Ding, ding, ding. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm accessible. I'm here for my people. And, Absolutely. you know, as, as I continue to grow in my own personal development and success, my number one goal is how can I be in service? Mm. And that's by being accessible. I love it. That's by being accessible and helping, you know, and, and that's just that, that you are helping just by being accessible. You know, I mean, it's such a big, big world out there of, you know, cannabis and opportunity. And, you know, that's what I find, you know, people in the industry love you. Um, and that speaks volumes. It speaks volumes, you know, cause there's, it's like any other industry, there's backbiting, but cannabis seems to be a lot more because you're coming from legacy to, to legal. And, but yeah, man, you're loved by all. You're loved by regulated. You're loved by the streets. You're loved by Texans. You're loved by, you know, New Yorkers, of course. I'm sure the aliens are just like celebrate you. <laughs> Love is, is literally so reciprocal. Like it really is. I, I'm Thank you so much. I am. I'm so grateful for that. And, you know, I really I, I my my goal is just be in service and love. And speaking of love, I love 420. My birthday comes five days after. So it's just like a week of blunts and like craziness. Um, and I am excited to have my girl gang from all over the country come and spend 420. Um, the boys over at Happy Monkey, uh, Ramon and Vlad are planning something really spectacular. And I'm super excited to have the opportunity to be present with that. I heard from a little birdie that, you know, Patrick and Liz Grow are coming and coming. <laughs> <laughs> Jane West, like oh, it's gonna be good. <laughs> all over the country are coming to New York City to celebrate the Mecca, the highest holiday that there is. And I'm excited. And let me tell you, I'm going to put it together right. And um, oh, I'm going to do a whole little like filming of 2022, uh, 420 and really show the entire world how we're going to do it and how mm. we get down. Oh my God. That's going to be incredible. Kim. I can't, I can't wait to just like follow this story as we are getting ready to go. Um, because we are, um, we will be there. We'll be in New York that week of 420 to shoot with our girls and to experience the city as it is and do some awesome girl house stuff but then you know party you know on yes. 420 with our people and All so places, Astor Club Happy Monkey Liz there's some new amazing places that have opened and let me tell you one more beautiful than the next uh, we got Hazy House uh, with our Comeback Daily Boys and then oh we God. have High Garden which is an amazing restaurant that uh, lets Sounds you amazing. light up one night a week and have a brunch on Saturday and Sunday. Oh like, God. let me tell you, New York is the mecca of cannabis. I don't care what anyone says. We are going to, um, we're going to be the place. You know, it, new destination of 420 is going to be New York City. 
Oh, absolutely. Well, we are coming back. I mean, we were just there, but we have to come back. Um, and I'm, I'm here for it. We are, um, it's, it's going to be incredible. So I'm glad that we got to have this conversation in Kim because I need people to know and to follow this conversation, you know, and to follow the excitement. Um, cause God knows we need something to be excited about in this world. Oh. That is going through some stuff right now, but um, you know, there's a lot to be, a lot to look forward to. I think, um, and cannabis is, you know, it's going to continue to heal. You know, Listen, the messaging is power. That's knowledge it. It's power, and that is we have to take the power away from up mm-hmm. here and balance it out by letting the masses have a little knowledge and a little power, so that yes. we can help make sure that the people up there are doing right by us and our community. Absolutely. I could not have said it better myself. And we're going to end on that note. Thank you, Kim B. You are a light um, in the cannabis community and just in any community in general. So thank thanks. you. I'm so glad to be feminized. Baby, you are. I love you. Can't wait to see you in New York. Thank you so much, Queen. If you'd like more, subscribe to the Feminized Podcast on YouTube. Follow at Feminized with Liz Grow on Instagram. Special thanks to our sponsors, Moose Labs and Richard's Rainwater. The Feminized Podcast is a Grow House Media production created by Liz Grow, produced by Patrick Pope and Dennis Ray, with original theme music and audio mixing by Q at Q to King Productions in New Braunfels, Texas. Thank you.